Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today is Monday, April 19th, a day after Chicharito scored a brace against Inter Miami. It was an exciting game, man. I know if you're watching it, if you're at the stadium, if you're at home, you got to know that that was literally one of the best games that the LA Galaxy have had in a long time. And obviously Chicharito scoring those two goals is what everybody wanted to see. So here joining me today, we got two very special guests. We got Sophie Nicolau and Chris Maldonado. Sophie, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? Thanks for having me. Appreciate that. It's a pleasure, you know, to have you. Chris, how are you doing as well? Hey, listen, my voice is still a little coarse from all that yelling I did yesterday, but I am still amped, still feeling great. Always ready to talk some Galaxy. Gio, thanks for having me on, brother. Yeah, no, I mean, it, this is the first for me to have uh, two guests, and I'm also using a different, you know, different uh, streaming software. But, you know, I was like, hey, let's 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 throw it in there. Let, let's check it out. We'll, we'll play with the, you know, the kinks and uh, figure it out here, move a, move a couple of different things. But um, but yeah, man, it, it, was, it was like I said, it was an exciting game, right? If you're LA Galaxy, we there was a lot of unknowns with this game. A lot of different things that were we wanted to know if Chicharito was going to show up. We wanted to know if Chicharito was going to score a goal. Obviously, mm-hmm. we knew that happened and so many things with this game, right? I think if you're a Galaxy fan, you have to be excited of the possibilities. And there was a lot of players that, you know, that that they're playing either out of position and there's still pieces moving. Even Kevin Cabral, the DP player is not here yet, which you feel like that's going to add, that's going to boost this LA Galaxy team. Um, but Sophie, let me let me start with you. What did you think of, of this game, especially like the starting off with the first half? You know, I think um, it was really important for LA Galaxy to get off to a positive start, more so than into Miami. I think there's pressure on into Miami this year to be better. Uh, I think they were embarrassed with what's happened on the DP front with them. They've got Phil Neville, Manchester United, Everton legend, um, you know, coming into his first season in MLS. But for Greg Vanny taking over a depleted... Um, you could argue cultureless LA Galaxy team that we've seen over the last couple of seasons. I think it was really a huge game. So to go into Miami, um, to to not only have to come from behind on a couple of occasions to win the game, I felt it showed some tenacity and a togetherness that we haven't seen from LA Galaxy in a very long time. And Gio, you and I, uh, talked about this a little bit. We exchanged messages a few weeks ago, and I, I, I talked to Josh Gessman and Larry about this as well. Just even in the press conferences, it feels different. It looks different. It sounds different. There seems to be more cohesion. There seems to be a lot more togetherness. Um, even the presses are more fun. Greg Vanny, the way he communicates with the media, uh, but also the way he just kind of answers questions and talks. It felt like this was the shift and the gear that LA Galaxy needed to move into um, to start a new chapter. And I thought they played great. Uh, I, I think there's still some, as you said, some pieces to come. But even more importantly, what a moment for, for a Chicharita, and I know you're going to talk about that. But don't I say don't get too excited because they could lose the next game. Uh, and, and we see this with teams that are rebuilding and, you know, kind of finding their feet again. But for a five-star team to come back against the new shiny toy, as I said to Greg Vanny in the press of the other day, and win, I thought it was emphatic. Yeah, I mean, th- this is the way you want to start, right? This is this is the way, if you're Greg Vanny, right? You couldn't ask for a more perfect of a start. And I, I know for you, Chris, you were at a game day experience. Tell, tell us how, how you lived that game day experience out there in uh, Van Nuys. First of all, let me just say the the viewing parties with the LA Galaxy fans are are, are second to none. These guys really do bring the heat every time. It, this game can best be summarized as a story of two halves, okay? Hmm. That first half, going into this game, there were so many questions for the LA Galaxy. Is Chicharito going to be the same Chicharito he was last season? Or is Chicharito going to be the, the, the player that we all hope he'll be right uh we had some questions about some of the new signings we've seen very little of Samuel Grancir um we've we've uh we have some questions of Victor Vasquez whether or not he has the legs to go a full 90 
uh, had some questions about Jonathan Dos Santos and whether or not the injury he had last year would impede him this season. Um, just so many different questions. That first half, I, I would say the energy was a little gloomy. Uh, a lot of fans weren't really seeing uh, much production from Chicharito. I believe he had uh, 10, t- 10 touches in that entire first half. I-, I do believe Jonathan Bond had more touches than Chicharito had the entire game, uh, which is ridiculous to think about that your goalkeeper has more touches than your uh, $7 million striker, right? But that second half, and like Sophie said, it's still very early to say and 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 cheer for victory here it's very early on we can still lose the next game but it that second half definitely did feel like greg vanny has put some fire into this team the substitutions that he made were excellent literally four minutes after ethan zubak came on um and and harvey came on the team just changed almost completely and that's when the offense got a little more potent and that's when the goals came. So definitely a tale of two of two, of two halves. Yeah, I mean, I think there, there, there's just like a, a lot that goes that went into this game. You had all these different emotions, and quickly in the chat uh, this week in MLS says we love the Galaxy guys. So, hey man, you got you got some fans in here. <laughs> that's um, my boy Eli Lesser from this week yeah, in MLS. He's, he's, he's loving you, man. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I just want to go uh, on this lineup. Just just read off this lineup, right? So we had uh, Jonathan Bond. Uh, obviously a goalkeeper. Then you, you know, you had a uh, O'Neill Fisher, a right back. We knew that was going to happen because Joan Araujo, he still, he had the red card. So he wasn't able to play. You had uh, Daniel stairs, Nick Depew, uh, Villafania. Then you had Jonathan Dos Santos paired up with Adam Saldana. Obviously, you know, Victor Vasquez was up there in the middle. Uh, uh, Sebastian Leggett on the right, uh, Grant Sir on the left. And obviously the lone striker with Chicharito up top. Um, it was very really interesting to see. I, I think Adam Saldana was the biggest surprise f- for me because I think uh, I would you did, I didn't know um, obviously not not being at, at the games or not being at the excuse me at the practices you you don't really you, you you're able to tell who who who's been breaking out right watching the games from home watching the games on on TV but I, I really like what Adam Saldana has done for himself within this team and to to build his own stock with it. Uh, I know Taylor Twelvin talked about him being challenged at times, but I, I think, you know, him making the leap from Galaxy 2 to Galaxy 1 is what you want to see, right? You want to see these young guys get 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 that opportunity and get those starts. Um, so I, I was very excited for him. Um, I think he's only going to get better with time, and it also comes with, you know, learning learning the system, getting getting used to the system, and also it's a fast-paced game. But I think one big thing that, that came into this game that maybe not a lot of people are talking about is how hot this game really was. And, you know, it was 90 degrees. If anybody's been in Florida, if anybody's been <laughs> in, in Miami, the humidity is insane. It's so sticky. It's not only you're playing in 90 degrees, you're playing and it's so hard to breathe. And I think we saw that between both players. I know I know at times you, you the, the camera would zoom in to Iguain and his big beard, right? And you, <laughs> you, didn't, know, you didn't know if he was out of breath or – you didn't know he looked like you know he looked like someone's uncle still you know like you know I don't want I don't want to give him too shade but he looked I don't know he looked different with that beard I've never seen him with that with that beard and it, it was just interesting to see that and I'm glad that they that that you know that the MLS you know they had those those two water breaks right because it's so mm-hmm. crucial mm-hmm. and typically when you when you see those water breaks us watching the game here and uh, it, it's a different story but w- when you see that um, how much do you think that that affected the the game in the first half Sophie. Well, I I think that it definitely affected LA Galaxy. Look, you know, I think sometimes we take a, take for granted what athletes can do, and I I believe that they too have gone through a difficult time during this pandemic, and we've asked them to do a lot of heroic things when we were all protected in our homes, working from home. You know, yes, they're paid a lot of money, and some of them are not, but they had to go off and play in the bubble in Orlando, um, which was intense. I mean, we saw, talk about sweating. I mean, talk about playing in intense weather conditions. I mean, that was really brutal. And at the same time, you're having to deal with all of the things that are going on in this world and in this life. And and uh, I think that, you know, for, for, for Greg, I think he conditions his teams really well. He's the type of coach that, that takes all of those components exceptionally seriously. Um, I, I think that when you have someone like Chicharito who looked very out of form and out of shape, 
uh, last season. I know I was harsh a couple of times where I said it looked like he was carrying a spare tire, but I meant that with a great respect in the sense that he, he if he's going to be successful, he needs to be leaner. He needs to really take care of himself. And as we've seen, as we've gone through a difficult time, so have some of these players. So, you know, it's the first game of the season. You're not game fit yet. You're not match fit yet. And that showed in the first half. But the fact that they were able to make the adjustments says everything about this team and how they're organized and that they're ready for those adjustments and the players can adapt to those adjustments. And I think that's the most important thing here. Also, when you're playing away from home, you're soaking in the pressure a little bit. You want to do a little bit of countering. Um, and we'll talk about kind of what happened with Zubak in, in the second half and stuff. But, you know, overall dealing with the conditions, I thought that I was expecting a I was expecting a soft start. I wasn't expecting them to go all guns blazing. I was expecting into Miami to have an impact, to come out full force, to try and um, put LA Galaxy under the cosh, to get an early goal, to do all of those things, a home team who really is considering this season their very first season, right? They feel like this is their true coming out party. So, yes, um, I was expecting that, but I was also really encouraged by seeing how the team were able to adjust to all of the challenges that they faced. It was a good sign. Yeah, no, it, it, was, it was definitely a good sign, right, they, how, how they were able to come back. But, uh, Chris, tell, tell us how, how, how you guys were, were living the game because, like I said, you were, you were at the, 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 the game day, right? What did, you, what did they think when, uh, when uh, Inter-Miami went up 1-0? Was it an offsides? What was the motion like over there? The initial reaction to that was everyone yelled VAR almost at the same time. And when the VAR came up, it, it, it's one of those things, right? MLS has this rule where it's, it has to be clear and obvious, and it, it definitely wasn't clear and obvious. You can make an argument for both, right? So in my opinion, it, it, it wasn't an offside. It was a, a fair goal. Um, it, it, it was a fair goal in its stance. But the fans during that first half were were I wouldn't I wouldn't say gloomy. I, I, the word that I'm trying to use here is uh, they were a little down, right? Because they were seeing a lot of what we saw last season. Um, the midfield passed and passed and passed, and they absorbed pressure. You spoke of Adam Saldana. Adam Saldana had himself quite the night. He had 38 accurate passes on the night. And that was a pass success rate of 100%. He made all of his passes. That's insane. Uh, you look at Victor Vasquez. Victor Vasquez had uh, 50 accurate passes. He was all over that midfield, 91 pass success rate. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos, had, he passed really well. But that was the problem, right? The fans really wanted to see that offense. You know, They wanted to see Samuel Granci get involved. He didn't really get involved very much. He was dispossessed several times on the ball. They didn't really see a lot of Chicharito. Like I mentioned earlier, he had very few touches, had a couple heavy uh, heavy touches, one chance that he kind of squandered, uh, a run that he really wasn't fast enough to get to on a Jonado Santos pass. So, you know, the fans were, were uh, the emotion was a little bit similar to 2020, you know, but uh, that second half, which I know we'll talk a little bit more in detail, uh, was a uh, was different. It was a yeah. total switch in that second half. But uh, that's that's that that was what I saw. Yeah, no, that I mean, that, I, like that, like the first half was 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 a bit challenging, right, for for, for the mm -hmm. other galaxy and what I think they had to adjust to to the weather and to the heat, which we talked about. Um, but I also think there were some positive signs in the first half. You know, Nick Dupuy, what he what he did on a couple of those slide tackles on Iguain mm -hmm. was was very impressive, and you know. I feel like he had like the defense didn't really let um, maybe outside of that controversial offsides or no offsides. Right. Because um, of what we saw from initially the, the offsides, the angles were kind of off, you know, like what they were showing us. And then I think finally they showed us the midfield like uh, like um, camera angle, which kind of made it a little bit more clear. But it, it, it was still controversial. But I think. What I really liked from the other Galaxy was the defensive side, right? What Nick Dupuy did and, you know, who, especially who was going to step up in, in that center back role. 
Um, I think th those some of those questions were answered, and you kind of saw a different side of the other galaxy, especially defend the defensively. And I quickly just want to give a shout out to Mike Jones, who, who's following us on, on, on the live stream. Also, Justin Estrada is talking about Nick Dupuis. Um, but Sophie, what what did you think uh, about Nick Dupuis in that first half and a couple of those tackles that he had? I, I completely agree with you. And here's the other thing that I think is really important too. I, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong and maybe I'm jumping the gun here a little bit, but I think LA Galaxy may have found the right goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. There's the, the weak link, right, was, was definitely a little bit of both sides of the pitch for LA Galaxy last season especially. But the defense was really kind of, where things fell apart very quickly. And what happened was that when LA would concede, you know, heads would go down. There'd be no confidence. And a, a centre-back is really only as good as the voice behind him and the feet in front of him, in my opinion. That midfield becomes critical, especially as the team's in a transition. You've got new players coming in, so they're all trying to gel really well. I think it was a, I'm not going to say it's a coming of age kind of game for Nick, but he definitely asserted some authority in that game. You know, uh, he's he's been questioned a little bit, but I think also a player that has come into a team with a lot of high pressure. I think anyone coming from LA Galaxy 2 as well, you guys across the board, and you mentioned El Saldano, who's only 19 years old. 19 years old, he puts in a performance like that against a team in front of a David Beckham um, and a Phil Neville and an Inter-Miami team that everyone is kind of talking about. So to get back to it, though, the goalkeeper is so important. He's a, he talks. He's communicative. They can hear him. You know, I think they're going to build a really great relationship. And then when you have someone like Steres there who brings that seniority, that that kind of experience and you need that, you know, whether or not he's the right player, you know, long-term, you know, forever and ever, he, his time will come, but for now it works. And I think Nick Dupuy has benefited from having him by his side, but also the goalkeeper behind him. I think it gave them confidence. I think they had cohesion. I think positionally they were so much better. Uh, I think even when they looked like they were under threat and maybe it's because, you know, Let's see what happens when, you know, we face a Sounders team, you know, or 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 a, or a superior team and how that goes. But in terms of this test, and you can only go, go by the test in the game that's in front of you, I thought we did great. But I think the goalkeeper had everything to do with that confidence in the back line. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like you you make you make a you make a very great point uh, on the goalkeeper. And I, I definitely want to hit on uh, Jonathan Bond. But I think – that team, this this LA Galaxy team was was missing this last season. We 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 didn't know right. The goalkeeping situation was always up and down. And I like what you said, Sophie, because having that voice back there, having those eyes back there, knowing that this guy has your back, knowing if you for whatever reason, if you're downstairs and Nick Dupuy, you get beat, you have a solid goalkeeper, and you mm -hmm. have a goalkeeper from what we've seen in the preseason be solid. And the two goals that L the Inter Miami scored, one was off a breakaway goal. No keeper is going to stop that, right? And the right. second one was a penalty kick. So when you look at this game and you look at this, and I think even Jonathan Bond talked about it, like he didn't really um, – I'm, I'm just paraphrasing here, but uh, what, what I understood from him, it was like he didn't really felt, feel threatened by them, maybe a couple couple different chances. But those two goals were not necessarily on Jonathan Bond. It's, it's just what happened, right? No, no, no goalkeeper. Right. Uh, Fifty-fifty on a penalty kick, right? And, and the other goal is different. But I think you make a great point that the goalkeeping situation boosts a lot of confidence, and that confidence goes to that back line, goes to the midfield because it, it let. I feel like it lets it lets those center backs breathe a little bit. And yeah. I, I think which is what you're. What yeah. I'm understand what you're saying, and I think. Yeah. They play with a lot more confidence, and and you still got what people Gonzalez who's injured. You got Derek Williams, who I'm assuming he 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 may be one of those. A lot of people are speculating he may be one of the starters. But now, when you look at this team, and now when you look at the the job that Daniel Stairs and Nick Dupuy did, you have depth, and you have mm -hmm. you have you have a team where guys within the team are going to fight for a position. It's not going to be easy, right? And I think. That's what great teams have, and that I think obviously we know Galaxy want to be a great team this year. We know uh, Greg Vandy talked about wanting to win a championship. 
well, this is what you have to have. You have to have a competition at every position. And I think mm-hmm. that well, I think that's what we're starting to, to find out. What do, what do you think of, of Nick DeBuy's uh, performance, uh, Chris? I think he had himself a fantastic night. Um, it's very reassuring to see, because let's be honest, Nick DePew is going to be a backup center back this season. Uh, yeah. As soon as Derek Williams comes back and he's healthy, yeah. uh, there's yeah. no way Nick DePuy becomes a, a starter over Derek Williams. Okay, But it was very, very reassuring to see O'Neal Fisher put in a very good performance mm-hmm. as a backup um, and to see Nick DePuy put in a very good performance as a backup. Uh, he had 54 accurate passes, a pass success rate of 95 out of the back. Um, he seemed very calm on the ball, definitely a big game. Like Sophie said earlier, you know, you had a who's who. Tom Brady was there, the commissioner, uh, David Beckham. Some of these young players really stepped up to the plate and didn't let that rattle them. Nick Dupuy had himself a great night. He had four duels, one on the night. There were key stoppage right uh, O'Neal Fisher had a great night and we talk about Jonathan Bond and I, I said this last night on my show okay as a long life Galaxy fan the last go- good goalkeeper that I remember this Galaxy team having is Jaime Pinedo so since then wow. I, can safe, I can safely say <laughs> that since Jaime Pinedo not Donovan Ricketts not uh, uh, Dan, not Dan Kennedy not uh, 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 Roe or Bingham I can safely say that Jonathan Bond is the best goalkeeper the Galaxy has had since Jaime Pinedo. And even though it's only been preseason and one game, he's already showing to Mm -hmm. be that goalkeeper that the Galaxy so desperately needed these last couple of seasons. So, Do do you know what else he has? You know what else he has, guys? He has that cockiness that goalkeepers need. And I say that like respectfully because he's not cocky, he's not a cocky person, but when he's a goalkeeper, when he's doing his job, he has that about him. And it's so important to have that. And you know what? It comes across in the press conferences too when he's speaking. He's not arrogant, but he has this cocky confidence that you Mm -hmm. could just tell is perfect for this team and it's perfect for this coach. I think he's going to be a very important leader for this team this season. Yeah, I, I mean, it goes without saying, right? What we've seen, and I think just the vocal leadership that he has and that voice that he has, it just it just makes all the difference when, when you're looking at this team and you're looking at, like, completely different team from, from, from the first preseason game that I saw, and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I, and I think whether it's cockiness, whether it's confidence, um, this is what you want from your goalkeeper, right? This, this, this is exactly what you want from your goalkeeper. This is, yep. this is what you want from Jonathan Bond to write. Hey, he came in saying he wanted to be the starter. We didn't know anything about him. We knew what he was a backup, right? Mm-hmm. In the Premier League, but we wanted to see him start and, you know, solidify that, that, that position for the LA Galaxy. And he's done that every step of the way. Um, now we, I think we also want to see him when, when they're challenged. And I think he was challenged a little bit going down early, right? This whole team was challenged going down early and to me the biggest thing is like how when I, when they went down 1-0 right right before the half you never want to concede a goal right before the half when you when that happens i was like okay we're gonna learn a lot about the LA Galaxy. is this the L, is this the LA Galaxy from of old or is this is this a new LA Galaxy, right and i think we we learned so much because I, i've saw a lot of fans on twitter you know they're blasting chicharito and i was like and by the back of my mind, this game is not even over yet before you 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 tear this man apart yeah right like I usually like to wait till at the end of the game to, you know, to to potentially criticize a player how they did. But I was very, very interested to see how they how they were going to do. And I think once the, I believe it was like the 58th minute when um, Ethan Zubak came from uh, for, came in for Samuel Samuel who by the way is in his playing his second game. I think the first preseason game he only played, a, played about 30 minutes, so he's still he's still getting his feet wet. And then Carlos Harvey came in from Adam Saldana, and you know Taylor Tillman talked about this in the game. That literally. I feel like that changed the game, and obviously they went to a four-four-two formation. I know Greg Vanny um, talked about not necessarily saying that it was a formation was the reason because of what they won. Whether it's a formation or the changes, right? That literally changed the game for them because to ha- to be a goal to be a head coach, we've not we haven't seen from from the LA Galaxy head coach the last four years to be willing to change your strategy mid game, right? And that, that tells you a lot about our coach. And I think that told us a lot us us in the media, us covering the team, 
what Greg Vanny is willing to do to me is like, hey, let's scratch this plan. This plan is not working. Let's go with something else. Let's let's, let's give Chicharito support up top. Sophie, what did you think of of Greg Vanny's uh, changes when that happened, which changed the game? Yeah, I mean that was my thing to him in the presser was his that move that substitution did change the game. It 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 it's an old. I'd say you know we're all kind of joking about the four four two and stuff, but listen, Chicharito when he's been successful in his career, you know he's always had that you know to play uh, that player to play off. I think what I like about what happened, though, is as much as Zubak brought that support and openness um, and added an element of danger that I don't think Inter Miami were prepared for him. You know, it's kind of like a NFL when a, a quarterback has one of those amazing games and then all teams get film. I don't think anyone's or the my Inter Miami coach was thinking or worried about Zubak. He's worried about Chicharito. But what Zubak did was he opened up the channels for, for Chicharito. What I love about what he did, the first goal was vintage, quality, top-shelf striker. He took the ball, you know, his touch was amazing, and he buried it. And I think it was important for him to get his two types of different goals that we know can score. Yes, still in the box, but the way he took the goal and the way he finished was unbelievable. Uh, but again, the change enabled that to happen. And then, of course, the second one was a bit of a tap-in. But that's vintage Chicharito, too, in that six-yard area as well. So for me, here's a coach who's adaptable. Again, you know, had to deal with the weather. Team adapts, you know, manages the process. Those water breaks are great. He can talk to his players. He can just chill things down. Um, Mikel Arteta, Arsenal, my my team, uh, they benefited hugely from the water breaks during the first project restart with COVID, you know. And when you're a man manager the way he is, the way he puts his arm around players, it's so important. So it was a phenomenal substitution. Yes, it's the first game. But to see and come from an a era where you're watching GBS not make changes, not make substitutions, put square pegs in round holes, it felt really refreshing. Here's a manager who knows his team, he knows his players, he knows what they're capable of, he knows what they can do, and he's willing to take a risk in order to win the game. And he did that, and it paid off. Yeah, no, it was very exciting. We got G-Man Galaxy in the chat, you know, give, giving us some, uh, some, 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 a little bit of banter, but he says, hi, Sophia. So I don't know if you, if you know him. No, I can't see it. What's he saying? Oh, he's just saying hi, Sophia. I think oh, he, said, hi. He, he said, you're the goat. So that, that is make, that is make <laughs> that's it. nice. So he says hi to you. Um, but, but Chris, uh, talk to us about like, you know, once, once you saw those changes came in, obviously it completely changed the, changed the game. Uh, for the LA Galaxy, but when when you saw that, because what Sophie said, we come from a, a GPS era, right? Which which right. wasn't successful. Um, that to me, I was like, okay, I've know a Greg Vanny. He's willing to change his formation, but is he willing to change it mid game? And I think that spoke a lot in volumes, right? What did you think when when you saw Ethan Zubak? Because obviously, there uh, some fans feel indifferent about Ethan Zubak let's, let's just put it that way but I mean there's no in between you I there's no in between right but, but but <laughs> what he does on the field he's proven to, to, to play right so mm -hmm. it's like uh, and when he put in right uh, Ethan Zubak and Carlos Harvey and and you heard Taylor Tobin say hey they're gonna go to a 4-4-2 what, what did you think of Listen, I thought that it was it was needed because the game was very stagnant up until that point, and it was it was very clear that Chicharito just wasn't going to do it alone. He needed that support. He needed he needed some speed, some fresh legs in there. Samuel Grancir uh, went fifty eight minutes this game, which is very reassuring, uh, knowing that he's he's been he's been without soccer. He's not match fit. He's been without soccer for almost close to a year now. Um, he, it was, it was very reassuring that he went 58. You got to remember his first game in preseason. He only went 25 minutes for the galaxy. So he definitely wasn't match fit. Uh, they needed some fresh legs. They needed a spark in the offense. And, uh, Ethan Zubak definitely provided that 58th minute. He comes on literally four minutes after he comes on. It's, it's a noticeable difference. And minute 62nd, that's obviously when the first uh, Javier Chicharito Hernandez goal came. And um, like Sophie said, she described it perfectly. It was, it was a fantastic goal. It was fantastic. Exactly what you want to see from a striker, from your star striker, your $7.2 million man, right? 
Uh, so I was very happy with those changes. It definitely changed the complexion of the game. And I mean, we got the win. So clapping for Greg Vanny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm, quickly, so I got here. G-Man keeps telling us to touch our nose. I don't know why he wants us to touch our nose. Um, but uh, he's like, he's talking about as uh, people of you guys are listening. We got this chat. But I'm going to play the Chicharito goal, the first goal, um, which is just Vintage Chicharito. So here, give it a couple Right. I mean, you see that first goal and you're like, I, me watching Chicharito play for the national team, me watching Chicharito's career, I was like, I've seen him score this goal mm -hmm. multiple times with different clubs, with the national team. And I was like, okay, I had the feeling, I was like, he's going to score another goal. Like, I, I literally, because... His, the weight was off his shoulders. Now, now is mm -hmm. just he just plays. Now, now he just plays, right? So, like you know, we go through a little timeline, right? Then, um, was it Villafania uh, gets gets the penalty called on him? They score, so they go up. The momentum changes for them, and then you know, come back. Uh, Zubak breaks out wide. Chicharito, or no, no, it was Victor Vasquez. Excuse me, that got the cross inside. And who who do you know? Chicharito's right there to put it in. And I think that's when you started flowing, and you're like. You, I think you just everybody was rooting for Chicharito to do good. I don't think any necessarily Galaxy fan wanted him to do bad, but I think once he scored that second goal, it was like, okay, he's back. Mm -hmm. How do how'd you how do you feel about how quick the, the game went back and forth? So if you like just quick back and forth goal, Chicharito scores, then Iguain scores that penalty, and then come back, Chicharito scores again. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think once he got that first goal, it felt like he w it was the kind of game that he could get another one. When a striker scores a goal, especially after they've been, you know, ripped to shreds, and I ripped him to shreds last season because I expected a little bit more from him, to be honest with you, especially coming into MLS. But the truth is he hadn't been the same player, even when he was at West Ham, um, even when he was in Spain. Uh, and it, it feels like this was the last chance for him to really prove, um, you know, what a good player he's been in his career. He's played for United and Real Madrid, top level, played with top players. And there was a sadness to him last year. And you could feel that. And we all go through difficult things in our lives. And sometimes that affects our job and how we do our jobs, affects our relationships with other people. And sometimes I, I think that, you know, we, we take the human element out of it for athletes because we put them on this pedestal and we just expect them, you know, because they earn so much money, just go out and do your job. But the, the world doesn't work that way. And for him to be so vulnerable in the press conference and come out and talk about mental health and, you know, difficult time that he's had, he really did something that not, not a lot of athletes do. And he put his heart on the line. And then to back that up, going into the game and performing well, looking a lot more svelte and scoring, as I said, the two different types of goals. I just felt like, you know, man, if he can keep this up, if it's not a one-game wonder, if he can back it up game after game, like be that leader, be a true captain for this team. They, it seems the players are behind him. You could sense in that celebration, you guys just saw it. it everyone was stoked for him. Uh, and I, for one, you know, love to be proved wrong when I criticize players or come at a player because of the way they're performing. And I tell you something, it'd be great for him to carry this on this season and have a lot of people eat humble pie because we saw two different finishes that were very vintage Chicharito. And mm. I think the, the league needs that this year, but more importantly, the, importantly, the galaxy needs it. Yeah, Chris, tell, tell us when, when you when you saw him score the, the second goal, right? And I keep telling you, you were at the game. Did, did that place just erupt? Like, how 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 were how were people feeling at, about Chicharito? Because I, I know there's so many mixed feelings about Chicharito. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> how did people feel at the game day experience when he scored that second goal? Oh, it just exploded! It exploded. <laughs> I mean, it, it was like a release valve. Like the fans have been wanting this. For two years now, right? Javier Chicharito Hernandez, Gio, you said this perfectly. It was a lot of weight on his shoulders. It was the mountain on his shoulders. 
And in one game, he has now equaled his tally for the last 12 games last season where he had two goals, right? So he has that weight off of his back now. Um, and like Sophie said, you know, we have to consider the human element, right? We have to give him the benefit of the doubt. We have to remember that Javier uh, is it, it, in the process of a divorce. At the very least, it's a separation. Uh, I know his wife has now moved back home with his kids. Um, so we have to assume that last year, I mean, this isn't probably something that just came out of nowhere. He might have been having some marital troubles you know, prior to even coming to LA. So his mind was probably not really committed. He was here physically in Los Angeles with us, but his mind was somewhere else. And it definitely feels like now that the goals are out of the way, he's got his first two goals. He can now focus completely and just commit himself a hundred percent to the team um, and that's going to help him. He's a guy that wears his emotions on his sleeve. Mm -hmm. We've seen it time and time again. He's a very emotional guy, uh, very likable. So the fans really, we do really want him to succeed. Um, going forward, Sophie, I, I, I think that uh, 16 goals is realistic to say. Gio, we spoke about this the last time you had me on. You said 15 goals. Mathematically, if you do the stats and averages and you analyze it, it should be 16 goals minimum for Chicharito. I, I like it. I like it. We got, we got we put this question here, here in the chat. Alex uh, Ruiz says he needed to score to get the weight uh, of him last year. I'm glad to see him enjoying himself on the pitch. Um, I'm just going to play the second goal because I, I, I got it up here. So we're just going to watch it. We're going to enjoy it because this, this, th this game was a throw to watch. Sporting Kansas City have won on their travels. That's a great ball in. And Hernandez is there to coach his second. Zubak's header saved. Hernandez there to pounce. And he's doubled his career tally of LA Galaxy goals in the space of 10 minutes. <laughs> that comment from John Champion, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He he is doubled what he scored because that uh, literally that's what everybody said, right? Uh, that's that's what literally everybody said. But I think for me, like when when he scored the second goal, I was like he's rolling. And I I know Sophie, I think you tweeted at me uh, hat trick. Uh, I was like it, it has to happen, right? Uh -huh. Like it, it has to. I think the only thing that was missing in this game, it it, it was that it wasn't at Dignity Health Sports Park because yeah. if this game was at Dign Dignity Health Sports Park to see how they fought back and came back, this would go down in Chicharito history, right? To see how he started off the game, you know, how he started off the game, came back, they were down 1-0, and he scored two goals. I think that's the only thing that missed uh, that the, that the missed from this game. But nevertheless, it, it was exciting to see him score that second goal. And I, now I think the goals are just going to come. It, it's natural. Like, he doesn't have to think about it. The runs are just going to come. Him and Victor Vasquez, I feel like they're, they're rarely understanding. And then, you know, Greg Vanning had talked about Victor Vasquez being, being the playmaker uh, for this team. And I'm starting to see that more and more. But, Sophie, when, when, when Chicharito scored that goal, we know also know Sasha Klesman came in. And when Sasha scored that third goal and just, you know, curved it, like I, I didn't think it was going to go in. Once I saw the replay and how he curved it in, what, what, do you think, what did you think of, of Sasha Klesman's goal? It, you know, Sasha's such an interesting guy, isn't he? Uh, I mean, and a veteran. I think I think he's going to have – Greg Van is so smart, right, because he's got a few young players and he's got a new team coming together. But he also has some experienced players. You know, Chicharito's an experienced player. Victor Vasquez, I think, you know, he's 34. If he can stay fit, I think he's going to be really important to this team. Um, and I, I also believe that – Sasha Kleshton will have a, have a say as a super sub this season. You can't buy that experience. And especially in MLS when rosters change and things shift, you know, season on season, to have a few veteran players in the mix here. And, of course, once Dos Santos gets back into his match fitness, the dude was injured for a very long time, had to come back from that as well. I think he has a lot to prove this season. But to see Sasha get that goal and for it to be him, I thought it was brilliant. And I think that there's a two or three players on this team that are going to have the ability to do that this season. And if you're going to be a success, you need that. You need that. Look at the Sounders. I mean, they can get a goal from very different places on the pitch. 
so important, especially if Chicharito dries up for a couple games, that the goals are that they're able to get these goals from a variety of positions. So it was great to see that, especially from a veteran player. Yeah. Chris, uh, you're getting a lot of love in the chat. They're calling you the goat now, which I love. Um, <laughs> tell us, tell us, uh, G-Man Galaxy has been, has been killing it in the chat. So has Alex. Uh, but Chris, t- tell us, tell us how, how it was, right? When, when Sasha scored the goal, I knew mm-hmm. the place had to erupt. And Van Nuys, I knew, I knew you guys were, had her up over there. Tell me, yeah. tell me how, how you guys experienced that goal and what, what you felt for Sasha scoring that, that third goal. Listen, it was amazing to see this because, the last couple of seasons, we've seen one thing that's been a constant for this LA Galaxy is that they tend to fall apart in the second half, right? We mm-hmm. saw so many times, time and time again, this LA Galaxy team in previous years squander, you know, two goal leads. Uh, we saw them lose and fall apart. So it was extremely refreshing to see them rally up. And some of those super subs, like like Sophie said, Sasha Kleshton definitely, I think, will be a super sub this season. It was phenomenal to see him. That was a classic Sasha Kleshton goal. It was it was phenomenal to see the goalkeeper just stand there, totally unexpected. Um, but yeah, it was it was an exciting moment. I you guys talked about Victor Vasquez. Listen. I had to eat some of that humble pie myself, Sophie, okay, because I was probably one of the most critical people when the Victor Vasquez rumor mill started, um, and I, I actually got to interview Victor Vasquez. I interviewed him uh, before he came to L.A. He was all over the midfield. He was active. He was going up and down the pitch. He was on the wings. He was everywhere. That heat map is ridiculous. He created chances. He made some great passes, made smart runs, directed traffic, basically everything you'd want to see from a midfielder. So when you have the experience of Victor Vasquez and Sasha Kleshton in there, it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it it was amazing. I think, like I said, we we saw a lot of uh, a lot of what we ex- what Greg Vanny was telling us about, you know, um, about Victor Vasquez and, and the changes uh, they made. Um, you know, I just want to give a little bit of sh- uh, love to the chat. Chris uh, G Man says, "Chris the goat boat going shopping using a tote." Pinching out lows. I don't even know what that means. Um, Alex Ruiz says, uh, I thought Carlos Harvey played pretty good. I did too. Carlos Harvey has some speed. Uh, that dude can run. I, I thought um, we also got Highbury squad. Sophie, we got, you got some fan. You got some loves here. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I thought this this game really taught us a lot about the other galaxy, right? Because if we're, if we're going to if, – if, because uh, for Greg Vanny to come out and say – that they're going to compete for a championship in the first season. Um, it's obviously very bold, but I think that's what you want from from your from your head coach. And a lot of a lot of coaches try, tend to stay away from that, right? But it, Greg Vanny's coming in here. He sees the pieces that he has, right? You have Chicharito, Jonathan Dos Santos, Kevin Cabral. We're, we're still yet to see, but you know this team for me, I think it's only going to get better. Granted, it's just one game. I don't I don't want to get too far ahead. Um, but it, it is a great game because, like, when when you go through something uh, like this type of game, you go you go down, right? You you go down early, but you come back and, and you're willing to fight and you're willing to to put everything on the line for your team. I really felt like I, I learned so much about this LA Galaxy. I even got to ask Sasha a question about like, you know, how how does this feel about the team? And I'm just gonna paraphrase here. He he talked about like, you know, it's a different vibe. It's a different energy. Their players are excited to come play, right? And and you we can just sense it from the press call, from talking to them and how they carry themselves. You could just really really sense that. And I think this is right. And, and on top of that, they're putting their pressure on themselves, which we didn't we didn't see that last year. Chicharito's talking about I'm here to compete for a championship. I don't really care about how many goals I score. Yeah, the goals are gonna come, but I, I just wanna. Uh, compete for a championship and you keep hearing that and I think the more that the more that we see them play like this and, and the, the better they get I think that's the likelihood that we okay th- this can become a thing but what what do you think of of Sophie what do you think of Greg Vanny talk about championship or what do you think about Chicharito uh, reiterating that now after we saw one performance from them LA Galaxy is the most decorated team in Major League Soccer they expect to win championships So it's very important when a new manager comes in, he doesn't, I don't think he's over promised. What he's saying is we're going to compete 
for a championship. And I think that, unfortunately, even when Zlatan was here, you didn't feel that there was that competitiveness throughout the team. You felt like it was two, three, four players maybe, right? So for him to come in, especially after what he's done at Toronto, especially being an LA Galaxy guy, he's laying down a marker. And he's also talking to the players as well as the fans and the community. We're going to compete for a championship. You know, Hernandez didn't come here just to be a sideshow. He's come to help them win a championship. So I like that talk and I enjoy it because it illustrates that Vanny is a competitive guy, but he also believes in the team. And at the same time, he knows exactly what to say and how to say it. He's a very, very, I've been so impressed with him. Honestly, I really have. It feels like, and I'm not comparing him to Bruce Arena because Bruce is like the Sir Alex Ferguson of Major League Soccer. He's like a god, right? But Vanny has that, he just has that element of you know he's in control. You know he knows what mm -hmm. he's doing. And, and when he says things, they matter because he just doesn't say them for a reason. So I love it. I really do. And I tell you, I'm so impressed with him. I think the LA Galaxy are in phenomenal hands this season. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. Chris, are, are MLS coaches underrated? Because what we're seeing from all these MLS coaches we've seen in the past, right? We, we know Galaxy have gone on, got international coaches. But do you feel like, you know, MLS coaches are underrated? And what do you feel about Greg Van East saying they want to compete for a championship? MLS is a complete different beast to any other league in the world, right? There are rules here that only that only an MLS guy would understand, right? Uh, a guy like Greg Vanny, who's been with the league since forever, okay? Mm -hmm. So he knows this league like the back of his hand. So he might not be a, a Mourinho, right? Um, but he he it's invaluable to have that insight and that knowledge as to how MLS works how the other teams operate how they play i think greg vanny brings the most important thing that greg vanny brings to this team is an identity something that this team has been missing for nearly half a decade now to be honest since bruce arena left greg vanny brings that original winning identity back to the LA Galaxy he's an original you have to remember this is the LA Galaxy that has been in nine MLS cups nine MLS cup finals in its entirety and they've won five right like mm -hmm. Sophie said this is expected of them playoffs is a minimum that's not a metric that the fans set not a metric that the reporters set that's a metric that the LA Galaxy set for themselves and I think that Greg Vanny this season will get us at least to the playoffs. Yeah, G-Man says, Vanny needs to rock the scarf again, though. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and then uh, quickly, Alex says, MLS over Europe, Europe European yes! Super League. Yes! I can go over that. <laughs> there is a lot. We don't even, we're not even going to touch that. No, we're, we're not even going to touch that. that. Sophie no, was just no. talking about it for two hours, so we're not even going to touch that. Um, but we're, we're going we're gonna to finish things off here, guys. Um uh, with, um, I think I just want to finish things off with, with, I think we hit this on earlier, but I, but I had this, uh, Chicharito's quote. I think this really, really taught us about a lot about Chicharito because we did, we did not know what Chicharito was going through because the team wasn't telling us, nobody was telling us what was going on with him last season. So I have this quote and this is the quote that, that he said after the game. He says, no one has an idea how tough this year and a half has been for me to gain confidence with the owners, with the team, with my teammates and have the trust with me. I just want to help my team. I mean, what more can you ask for? Right. He was very open with his emotions. He was very open of of what he wanted to do. And, I, and, he, and he showed it day one. And I think. If you're in a galaxy game after that, you you have to buy buy in on on Chicharito. You got to go on in because the, the Chicharito is is gonna as good as Chicharito is this season. That's as good as the other galaxy are gonna be. Point blank. I mean, if he's scoring goals, the, the galaxy are are, are going to do some damage quickly. I know you have something to say, Sophie. No, I was gonna say real quick. I would really like to see him be a bit more accessible to the media this year. Get your personality out there. You're a leader. You're the captain, right? Don't be afraid. Even if we, even if you know, LA Galaxy loses a game, or you have, he's got to be front and center more. He's got to be more of a leader. He shouldn't be afraid to talk to the media. And I'm not saying he was last season, but there was a protectiveness, which I understand. 
But, you know, one of the things I don't like about Aubameyang, my Arsenal team, is like he hides when we lose. When he scores a hat-trick, he comes out and he talks to everybody. You're a leader, you're a captain, you be there through the good and the bad because this is going to be a roller coaster ride, guys. And not every game is going to be a game like Inter-Miami. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs this season, hopefully more ups than downs. But he's got to be present and he's got to be present with not only the media, the community, and really show, you know, that side of it as well, I think, yeah. personally. It's just my Kid humble says, opinion. No, no, I, I completely agree with you. Kids says in all seriousness, though, it's one game. We can, or, or 100%. We, we know it's one game, but I think you also got to applaud when a team comes back and, and mm-hmm. went, oh, wins away. You They got three points. I mean, three points mm-hmm. is not easy, especially playing in that, in that type of humidity. Alex says, yeah, it just feels good to see the team have a good game. Um, G Man says, "Don't end the pod. <laughs> four more hours. I don't know if we can go for four more hours. But we, man, man we we love that you're, that you're supporting us and you're listening to us. Um, but quickly before we before we let you go, uh, Sophie, I know I know you got to get going. Let let the people know uh, where they can follow you and wh- where they can listen to you. Yeah, of course. So uh, you can follow me. I'm at Soccer Diva on Twitter. I'm not really a diva. It's just a name I came up with that years ago. But love no, name, at bro. Soccer Diva." And then uh, at Highbury Squad, if you like a little bit of football, um, you know, from Europe, not the Super League, uh, you can listen to the Highbury Squad on YouTube. And actually, we just kicked off a stateside squad show. So every couple of weeks, we'll be talking MLS and doing some fun stuff. We'll have uh, you guys on there as well. I'd love for you both to come on that show, too. So always love talking football with Gio. Always love meeting new people as well. And I'm excited about this season. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. No, same here. Chris, uh, appreciate you being on. Let let the people know where they can follow you, brother. So they can find me on Instagram at the galaxy guy podcast. I'm also on YouTube by the same name, the galaxy guy podcast, uh, or my website. That's where I upload most of my episodes. That's the galaxy And, uh, I usually post every, every Monday. There's a new video out every Monday. I go to the games. I get fan reactions. Fan reaction videos are up. I have a video from yesterday's game. So hope to see more of you, Sophie. It was a pleasure meeting yeah, you. Yeah, no, like definitely said, you too. Fan. Yeah, no. And Gio, I, thanks again for having me, brother. No, no, this was great. We'd love to have you guys on. And everybody everybody in the chat, uh, thank, thank you guys uh, for listening. And everybody that's, that's listening to us on the podcast, every Monday night it's dedicated to the LA Galaxy. We have these ex- experts, these people that know the LA Galaxy from the in and out. And obviously, if you guys want to chime in, those people listening, definitely chime in on YouTube. Or we got now our YouTube, Facebook, doing the Twitter live, trying to get as much engagement as we can. But, hey, guys, if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to give this a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to this podcast on Spotify, wherever you get your music. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Gio Garcia LA. So for Sophie and for Chris, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Bye, everybody. Bye.